So a young boy had just gotten his driving permit. He asked his father, who was a minister, if they could discuss the use of the car. This sounds so familiar right now. His father took him to his study and said to him, I'll make a deal with you. You bring your grades up, study your Bible a little, and get your hair cut, and we'll talk about it. After about a month, the boy came back and again asked his father if they could discuss the use of the car. They again went to the father's study where his father said, son, I've been real proud of you. You have brought your grades up. You've studied your Bible diligently, but you didn't get your hair cut. The young man waited a moment and replied, you know, dad, I've been thinking about that. You know, Samson had long hair. Moses had long hair. Noah had long hair and even Jesus had long hair. To which the father replied, you know, son, you're right. They also walked everywhere they went. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so if you're going to go there, let's go all the way there. <laughs> that sounds like something a parent would say, right? <laughs> Ooh, that, 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 that hit close to home right there, too. That, that was funny, but that was personal, too. <laughs> that was personal. But no, it's been good. Uh, uh, I want to thank everyone that joined in live on the live stream on, on Wednesday. Uh, we've been talking about dealing more specifically with dominion. And so uh, I, I know God is opening up some things, and it's been real powerful. And so I want to kind of just continue on in that. Because when I started thinking about it, how many of y'all outside of reading it in the Bible, you hear the word dominion often? It's not often. It's not often that you hear the word dominion. I know when we lived in Virginia, uh, the college that I went to was VCU, but one of our chief rivals, aside from the university that my wife went to, uh, it was a school called Old Dominion University. Old Dominion University. And then uh, there's a theme park where we used to live at that was about 30 minutes. Yeah, it was about 30 minutes north of where we lived at called King's Dominion. So it's particular to Virginia because, you know, it was the, this, this, the area, the location where the first settlers came. And, of course, they were under colonial rule. Uh, but it's a kingdom word. So I find it interesting that you have something that's a kingdom word that's not often shared or even realized today. If you do, it's kind of sporadic. But it's something that's real fundamental to who we are and how God created. Does somebody just say that word dominion right now? Dominion. Man, that's a good word. <laughs> that's a very powerful word. And so there's something, in, well, it's not in Scripture, but it's something that we call the law of first mention. I don't know if anyone has ever heard of that before. But the law of first mention is something that's used uh, in theology. But when you're studying the Bible, if there's a word or a concept that you want to find more information about, one of the things that you're instructed to do is to look up in Scripture and see where it was mentioned first. Where was this mentioned first? Because where it was mentioned first is the foundation in which everything else that follows is fully built upon. So if you want to find out uh, the importance of something, you find out the foundation, you find out the history, you find out where it was mentioned first. Somebody say the law of first mention. The law of first mention, it establishes things. It, it, it shares intent. It shares purpose. And so when we say the word dominion, uh, it has a beginning. 
And I think it's interesting because the first time that the word that we read the word dominion is in relationship to man. Powerful. Genesis chapter 1. Genesis chapter 1, verse 26 through 28, and we'll just camp out there today. Genesis chapter 1, verse 26 through 28. And God said, and God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have, say that word, dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created, so God created man in his own image, in the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. And God blessed them and said unto them, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it. And have, say that word again, dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. Dominion, dominion, dominion. In the Hebrew, that word is rada. R-A-D-A-H. And that means to rule, to have dominion, to dominate, to tread down. And so this is the foundation of dominion. This is the foundation of dominion. This is our genesis. This is the beginning. And if we think about it, we look at the genesis, the beginning, and then we see today, we see quite a few things that are out of order. People are redefining God's creation. And not to spend a lot of time there, but the people are redefining what it is to be a man, what it is to be a woman. But then God, God, God's like, so it's out of order. And then if we think about it, you know, we didn't evolve. You know, I like to watch nature shows, but it always, in every single one, it talks about the evolution of man and what man has done to damage creation. You know, we didn't evolve to become the top of the food chain. It was divinely ordered. <laughs> it was divinely established. That's why when men even go out into the wild, unless the animal is super, super hungry, you got animals that are here human and back up. Or get a scent and be like, man, you know, I'm not going to be around. It's dominion. They're, they're subject. So this is how it came about. Verse 26, God said. Verse 27, God created. Verse 28, God blessed. Verse 26, God said. God created. God blessed. Repeat that. Say, God said, God, said, God, created, God created, God blessed. God blessed. Meaning he can't bless what he's already said. Or he can't bless something if he didn't say it. He says it, creates it, and then blesses. What a powerful order in the sphere of dominion. God said, God created, God bless. <laughs> and so we have to be discerning about this because what some people do today is they feel like, man, you know what, I'm blessed. But if they're doing something that's not in line with what God said, that ain't God blessing that. God's not actually blessing that. He's not in that because it's not aligned with his word. So people will do some stuff and, you know, they thank God. It's like, yeah, God bless me. It's like, hey, 
he blesses you with an opportunity to be able to get it straight. But he's not blessing. He's not speaking well. He's not empowering that because he didn't say that. So people get confused because it's good. You know, the enemy can do good for a moment. It just comes with a price. It's just got a bunch of strings attached. So people aren't discerning about that. God says, God creates, God bless. That's the foundation of this dominion. How you established it, we, re- we see this in Genesis. But then there's also, when there's a foundation, you know you got a good foundation, but after you get a good foundation, somebody say, you got a function. It's no good to have a good house, but then it's not functional. <laughs> it's like, man, you know what, man, that's a great foundation. And then you get in the house and like, man, this don't even fit my lifestyle. Foundation is great, but it has to be functional. And so you yourself, you got a function. I'm going to talk about it. You got a function. You were created with rulership in mind. God would take care of heaven. And God's like, hey, you got the earth. I got heaven. I'm giving you the earth. And you're going to tend this earth under my leadership, under my supervision. But the responsibility is yours. The responsibility is yours. And then we, Adam, Eve, they fumbled the ball, turned it over, blew the whole shebang. But God's like, hey, but I got something for that. But needless to say, his intent from the Genesis, the plan of dominion is for us to be able to function in dominion. So somebody just say that right there. Say, I will function in dominion. Function carries with it the ideal of specialty, specificity. We see that we were called to walk with the Lord, talk with the Lord, to be with him, ten. But there's a specialty that you have. Meaning that we have that in a general sense, but then there's some specific things that I can't function the way that you function. My wife and I, we operate differently. And if we get in the flesh, then the operation can, can clash. Because it's like, well, man, you need to function the way that I'm functioning. Because the way that I function works. Well, the way that you function don't work for me. I got a different function. Something that God established. So I appreciate your function. (laughs) And when stuff isn't functioning right, it's out of order. And we don't want to get out of order. So what God did, Adam was functioning pretty good. But he was like, no, we need to multiply this thing. So I thank God for my wife. So now my functionability, my functionability is increased when she comes along, and it's an ever-increasing and growing process of learning how she aids my life, how her words aid my life and benefit. And so God places people around us to help us function. God places people. There's leadership in ministries. There's friends. There's other people that help us function, and that's a beautiful thing. So I'm just declaring right now that you have the right people in your life in this season that help you to function in the dominion that God has called you to be in now. The right people to help you function. I know you receive that. Even as I release that, God, I receive that in the name of Jesus. I thank you, God, for the right people to help me to function. And so you have a function that fits. And so sometimes when things get out of function, you know what might be needed? It might be a retooling, or even in another sense, it might need an update. 
mean, it's like, man, you know what? I was functioning this way, but excuse me, I need to get an update. <laughs> There's some changes that need to take place. Because you can only function so long in one way for a certain amount of time in a certain season to where your function has to shift. So there's a foundation of dominion. There's a function of dominion. I'm going to spend some time with the next one because they kind of tied together. But your function has a field of dominion. We talked about it before. God's got heaven. You got earth. But then there's some specific areas that God has called us to be able to function in. And sometimes... Not all the time. Sometimes you're not functioning to the full capacity because you might be in the wrong field. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so we want to make sure that you are functioning in the right field because if you're in the wrong field, what happens is something that function turns into frustration. Has anybody ever experienced that? You function and it seemed good for a moment, then it gets to a point, it's like, man, you know, I realize this, this is not me. This is not me. And then that function turns into frustration. But it doesn't necessarily mean sometimes that you have to leave that field per se. But it does mean an adjustment has to be made. <laughs> yeah. And here's the thing that, I, that the Lord is even sharing with me, frustration if you allow it, can be a signal for a time for growth. Frustration is a signal for a time of growth. To, and, and it brings you to a point to where you literally have to do something different. Like learn a new skill. Develop a new habit. Build, connect with a new person, a new relationship, expand your horizon, expose yourself to something new. So that way you can function because this thing is like you'll get bored and you'll get into a rut and then become rusty. And God doesn't want you to be like that. So in that frustration, what it is, it's an opportune time for creativity. And God said... God created, God blessed. God said, God created, God blessed. In your field of dominion, that's where creativity can flow. It's amazing how God placed Adam in a garden. And then God presented the animals before Adam and then the creativity of Adam in the right field flowed out, and he started naming animals. Got creative. I wonder what their garden looked like, too. Who knows? But it was creative. Had to be awesome what he looked like before the fall. But in the frustration, that energy is there for a reason. But what some people do is, well, no, let me say this in a positive way. So what we want to do is be able to take that energy. It doesn't have to be, quote, unquote, negative. We take that energy because when frustration comes on, everybody feels it. You feel, you, I know sometimes I got a little, I, can, you know, I don't know how to start a capping, but I have like a little vein in my forehead. And it kind of just showed up. It wasn't always there, but, you know, certain things happen in life. But... When you get frustrated, your body changes. You, the back of your neck gets all hot. And, 
And then your temperature, your every, so people use this term, your blood starts to boil. You get all hot and bothered. And it's like, man, you just kind of feeling. It's like, man, I don't like this feeling. But that energy is there. So what it is that you can redirect it. God, I, God you know, I'm going to take this frustration and we're going to turn this into something good. What needs to be created? What do I need to say when that frustration comes? That's the instruction right there. When that frustration comes, God, what do I need to say? <laughs> what do I need to say? Because here's the thing. When frustration comes, you have a moment. You got a choice. Heaven and hell is both waiting. They got the energy. What they going to say? Because they understand God. They understand, create, they understand saying creation and then blessing. But there's a different side of this coin. So what people have a tendency to do when they get frustrated, that it, 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 now is not the time to start arguing with people. Why are you yelling at me? I'm frustrated. Well, I'm, I'm just frustrated. And then you're just snapping on everybody. Because you're frustrated. And then you feel like that that's, that's the release, that you need to do something in anger. That, that ain't the time to argue. Because what does it ever solve? What it does, when we side, when we side with anger, the enemy's like, yep, I got, I got that energy. So now I'm going to take, God I, I, God, I see what you did. You said you created, you bless. But now I'm going to take this on this side, and it's going to be saying creation and stress. God blesses, the enemy stresses. Same principle, different result. Pastor Gabe alluded to this when he was talking about words and dominion. Same principle. Same creation, but then we want blessing to be able to take place. So we have a choice. Somebody say, I choose to do differently. I choose blessing. <laughs> Proverbs says this. You don't have to turn there, but in Proverbs chapter 16, verse 32, it says, He that is slow to anger is better than the mighty. And he that rules, there's a, there's a dominion principle, and he that rules his spirit, then he that takes a city. Meaning this, if you're a person that's give, if you say, man, you know what, because I, I had to learn this, because you might not realize this, but I was a very angry child. I was an angry person, very much so. Yeah. <laughs> I remember we were moving, I, I would be the one punching holes in the walls, throwing shoes at doors, breaking stuff, driving off in the woods in the middle of the night. Crazy, screaming like a werewolf, all kinds of stuff. It's crazy. It's crazy. I was just, yeah, my wife's like, thank God for the blood. <laughs> the Lord redeems. <laughs> and I'm telling you, Proverbs helped their brother out so much. Because you would never be able to tell, would you? It's like, man, Walt, he's just so chill. So are volcanoes when they're dormant. You could climb all over them. It's like, man, this is great. But when there's a rumbling, there's lava there the whole time. And then it's boom. Then it just exploded. Then it's crazy. Man, I know some of y'all quiet people. You got to watch y'all. <laughs> you got to watch y'all. That's why you got to worship. So that way it ain't all suppressing all high. You have, oh, come on. You got to worship. That's part of release. Thank you, Holy Ghost. You got to praise God. 
glory, God, I worship you. Because that helps get all that out and redirects that energy. Because then when you get to that place and you're like, oh, God, you're so good. Then you ain't got no energy to do nothing stupid. (laughs) When you get some good worship, (laughs) it's like, whew. Y'all know the moments where you done got real snotty and good before the Lord. You just wake up, whew, got to sit down. Sit yourself down somewhere. (laughs) It's the truth. (laughs) But all that helps us to function. (laughs) All that helps us in our field. And so better than a man that is slow to anger than a person that says, yeah, I took the city, but then you can't control your own spirit. Before we take dominion over anything, you need to take dominion over you. That's a whole nother message that deserves some time for that. <laughs> that might be good for Wednesday. <laughs> I think so. Because I'm like, this, this, I got like a, there's so much going on right now. But when you shift how the energy flows, the negativity can turn into creativity. And so creativity flows when you're in the right field. And so the terminology that I use here when it talks about going from the negativity to creativity, it's a shifting. It's a shifting. And I thought about this illustration when you talk about a, a car that's, in, that's manual, that's a stick shift. When you're going up a hill, it sounds like it's frustrated if you're in a certain gear. When the car is whining. <laughs> Which is what people do when they haven't shifted. When you hear people that whine, it's like, man, I got all this stuff on me. It's like, oh, man, well, everybody's going to have to go to the hill, up the hill, but you need to shift gears. You need to shift. You need to get out of that gears. Okay, you can whine for a moment, but then you got to get out of that and go to the next. Because then that next gear helps you to get up that hill. Same thing as it pertains to our field. If we stop functioning, man, we got to get out of whatever and then shift to something new. There has to be an adjustment for something that is new. (laughs) This is the thing. I think this is powerful. With things that aren't working anymore. And it feels like, man, you know, I'm just keeping my head above water. That is not how we are supposed to be. The Lord's like, man, he's like, son, you're not supposed to be keeping your head above water. You know, we got this song, keeping your head above water. Oh, some of y'all don't know about that, but that's that song, Good Times. <laughs> good Times. And they were talking about Good Times. And then I was like, it's got some good principles in the show. But the song, I was like, man, that ain't good. Right. <laughs> But the Lord's like, man, you're not supposed to be keeping your head above water. You're supposed to be making waves. I was like, God, that is so good. That means you are on top moving. I remember being on a jet ski and it's like, we were peeling out, making waves. That's how we need to be when we're in the right field. When you're in your right field, you're making waves. And I'm telling you, it is time for you and me to make some waves. Just nudge somebody. You don't got to turn to them. Just a gentle nudge. Just say, make some waves. Make some waves. (laughs) Make some waves. 
Woo! <laughs> when you do that, then they start to describe you and they're saying, hey, you know what, this person, they're in their field of expertise. That's how you know it. When people start labeling, it's like, man, they're in their field of expertise. They're in their specialty, meaning that as you talk, there's something different. There's, there's some conviction. There's understanding. There's something that people are able to receive from because, man, you are functioning in your field. And it's a process. It's a wonderful process to get there, but keep shifting. Someone might be like, man, I'm not there yet. Don't be frustrated. Just be like, man, you know, God, we're just going to keep shifting. You're going to keep shifting because I know because you've purposed for me to be in my right field. Because we should learn in each, in each stage. <laughs> Somebody just declare right now, God put me in the right field so I can function. <laughs> Another thing that has helped me with this, um, I've been given a daily routine. Daily routine is something that I've been working in this field because I understand, uh, you know, when God gives you something, and it, it might seem small, but in his mind it's big. So we don't want to ever take it for granted. God was just telling me as far as for just a, a routine because I, I was in a routine, and then sometimes the mind would be, be like, you know, the creative side is like, no, we hate routines. We just want to be free and just do anything. And God's like, I routinely wake you up, don't I? <laughs> Yes, you do. So he's giving me a routine, daily routine. And then he was like, this routine is called diligence to dominance. I was like, oh, that's good. It's like, this routine is called diligence to dominance. And it's what I should be doing. I can't even say sun up. Before the sun comes up, what time I should be awake, what time I should be going to bed. And things that I should be doing in between routinely. And guess what? It's not easy. Like not even a little bit. Because stuff happens that can throw off your routine. And so instead of me frust being frustrated, it's like, no, I wanted to do this at this time. That'll work if I'm just in the garden all by myself and have to deal with absolutely nobody. But we got to deal with people and each other. So stuff happens to where routine. So now it's like, okay, I got to shift. But you can still produce and still get somewhere even when you're shifting. You can still get somewhere when you're shifting. And so it's been very challenging for this routine, like not even a little bit, waking up at a certain time. The body feeling like, yeah, no, we don't want to get up. Body's like, man, I know I got to run, run this two miles. And then as soon as you start to stretch, body's like, yep, what are you doing? It's like, no, it's my day to run. It's like, it's your day to run, but not for me. <laughs> I'm like, body, you're going to get yourself together. We're going to stretch when we're going to run. <laughs> we got to push past it. And then you start up that first block because just for me to start running, I have to get up a hill. And it's like, oh, man, we start off this way, but it's necessary. As soon as I black out what's going on and then I start running, then it's like, okay, we good. Find myself another hill, it's okay. But it's all part of shifting and following the routine and it's been producing. I didn't realize it, um, but it's been producing quite a bit. 
as I've been, been doing this, and granted, I'm still working on mastering the in-between points as we're shifting. The thing about it is God's given a routine, but I, it's been, he's been gracious. He's like, okay, we missed it here, but let's get back up and let's keep going in disregards. It hasn't been any condemnation because he sees it. And then I pick it right back up the next day. He's not beating me down. It's like, oh, you, you missed that time because I'm putting reminders in my phone. Oh, this is my time to do this. But then I can't do it because something else came up that I didn't plan for. It's okay. The routine is building something. It's building something. Scripture says this. Even this 40-day journey, this 40-day walking with the Lord about dominion, it's been powerful. It's been good. Sometimes my times have been long. Sometimes it's just been short. God will just give me one word. He's like, yeah, look it up. And it'd be a word that I know. But he's like, oh, you think you know. Look it up. And then I look it up, just jot it down. It's like, man, God, I thank you that you're that. Sometimes I write some other thing that's maybe a little bit longer and just have even more time. But it's been developing something. Routines are good. It helps with dominion. The consistency does something. Proverbs 12, 24 says this, the hands of the diligent one shall rule. But laziness ends in slave labor. <laughs> the hands of the diligent. So it's the diligent that brings us to the dominance. I'm going to free somebody up right now. Get in a routine. It's God. <laughs> and some type of routine. It's God because it builds something. This is what I realized because, again, I was doing this not knowing that it was producing another level of strength on me. I'm doing it, getting up at five, not understanding that, man, you know what? This is building something. So I've, I've been on this journey getting up at, at five, and, you know, I shared about when I, when I started it. But then I, I had this thing that was welling up on the inside of me, some level of creativity, and I texted uh, Pastor Gabe, I think Minister Marcy, because, you know, the real musical, and some others. And I'm like, man, you know what? I think Paul as well. But I was like, man, you know what? I got, I got this goal that I want to uh, do this project by a certain time. They were like, yeah, you know, go get it. Now, writing is a gift, but being creative, sometimes it's like, man, you know, I'm not in a creative zone. Needless to say, once I started listening to some music, I have never in my life had songs come so easy. And I'm sitting here amazed, and I texted some of them back, and I was like, man, you know, I got like four or five songs in, like, in a matter of like less than a week. Like whole complete songs, concepts. Everything came in a download. And then I'm sitting here amazed. I'm like, man, God, this is so cool. I've actually finished the project. I'm actually waiting on, I would be done, but I'm waiting for some music for someone else. But the creativity was flowing. And I'm like, man, God, this is so great. He reminded me yesterday. He was like, it's because of the diligence. That opened you up to be able to handle creativity. And now it didn't have to take long because you were diligent. It didn't have to take long for you to get into a creative zone because you've been diligent the whole time. And I was like, oh. It's like, I didn't understand how this stuff is connected. So for you to be in your field, it's like, man, when am I going to get into my zone? Man, God, I want to get into the right field. I want to get to the right. Start with that little thing. That seems like it has no relation to what it is that you desire. It does. The diligent hands shall rule, but laziness ends in slave labor. 
<laughs> Jesus was on dominion early. He was in dominion. He knew his identity to relationship to the Father. At the age of 12, he was found teaching adults in the temple. Wouldn't it be something to just have one of the young people from Children's Church to be able to come up here? We give them the mic, and they just rocked it. And then we just sit here like, just taking notes, like, whoa. Yeah, I think that's going to happen. I think we just might have to do that. Can I get an amen, Ryan? <laughs> well, you just, and so he was in dominion at a young age. And of course, we know Mary was the one that came over because Jesus was chilling. What was he doing between those two days? He was in the temple. I'm like, man, where was he sleeping at? He was probably sleeping in the temple. But Mary and Joseph had, 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 had gone on and they realized, hold up, where's Jesus? How you lose Jesus? <laughs> so, they go, so they go back. Jesus, 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 Jesus. <laughs> yeah, that's a different kind of call of Jesus. Jesus! You know how we call him out, but she was called Jesus. <laughs> so needless to say, he was found in the temple, and it's like, man, what are you doing? How powerful at the age of 12, he said, I'm about my father's business. Meaning I am in my field, ma. I'm in it. I'm flowing. I am in, like a prophet of says this, I am in my sweet spot. In my sweet spot. I'm in my zone. And some of y'all have tasted it for a moment. And God's like, hey, you know, this is something that we could just swim in. Something that, that we can be in. And sometimes it'll come in waves because that's part of that keep shifting. And we'll be like, God, I want to get back to that zone. He's like, no, I want you to go forward in a new zone. God ain't going back. There's more. <laughs> wow. So he was in his zone. He was in his field trusting, understanding. His now, how powerful. At the age of 12, I'm about my father's business already confident. I'm just imagining right now at the age of 12, him going to the temple. He's like, yep. <sighs> yeah, we're going to tear this thing down in a few years. <laughs> what was he seeing at 12? Because it says this in Luke 2.52, that from that moment that Jesus grew in wisdom, stature, and in favor, with God and with man, when you are in your field of dominion, there was growth for you everywhere. Where you will grow in wisdom, you will grow in stature, notoriety, and in favor, God blessing. God said, God created, God blessed, in favor with God and with man. So I'm just declaring right now, God, I'm speaking of favor Wisdom, growth, and stature and favor. Because of diligence that we shall be dominion. It ain't, it ain't something that just happens. But it's that working. 
where people are like, man, where'd you come from? Oh, I've been here the whole time, but I've been working. Been working this ground. Been tilling this ground, and now it's harvest everywhere. Because I've been working here. I've been working it here. I've been working it here. I've been diligent. You want to build and to grow something that outlives you. And that happens when we trust God. You know, Jesus trusted the Father, and that's why he was able to have the level of dominion and growth that he does, that he does have. He trusted God with his total life. Because, again, God doesn't call us to the easy. He calls us to trust him. He's like, look, I'm not calling you to easy for dominion. I'm calling you to trust me. Because Jesus came to that point which we're all familiar with. He's like, look, if there's another way to do this, let this cup pass. Because I, I, I can't even fully say that it was so much him going through the death process, but it's, he was so one with the Father. It's like, man, you know, I'm going to have to, we're going to have to be apart. It's like, Lord, is there another way? The Lord's like, no. Why? Because of what I said in Genesis. You are the last Adam that's going to restore dominion because the first Adam lost it. So Jesus says, okay, I got it. Nevertheless, not my will. Let's let yours be done. All right, daddy, let's go do this. And we know the story. How do we know the story? Because we're living it now. But there's a whole nother level that that I'm just believing that dominion will be a word that's something that people start to hear because it's no longer just it's a word, but it's something because we live it out. At another dimension that we're living out dominion and people say, oh, yeah, that's dominion. It's not the type of dominion where we're just like dominating people and because that's not what this dominion is for. We don't dominate one another. I'm not dominating my wife. It's, it's, it's order. She's not dominating me. <laughs> but it's, to, it's togetherness. And we're walking in this thing together. Stand up, babe. Pastor babe. <laughs> oh, she's flowing too. I like how she just stepped that little, everything just kind of flowed. <laughs> I think that's prophetic because when we walk in together, there's a flow. Come on, there's a flow. Yeah, yeah, keep, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to keep, keep flowing. Hand in hand. You know, together. And then as we're walking in dominion, there's productivity because, you know, I told my daughters today, I said, y'all made me a happy father. So that's why this day is special. And they're like, hey, we love you, Dad. I'm like, hey, I love you too. (laughs) But that's how God has ordered it. But then they understand that honor because mommy's teaching them. And now that will help them in their dominion. Glory to God. Can't do it without you. <laughs> She's like, I know. Let's <laughs> go for more. So now as we do this, I'll finish with this. We went to, um, I'm just having a, a daddy brag moment right now. I believe it was, yeah, this past week, well, we had previously gotten a letter from my daughter's school, Victoria, saying, hey, you know what? Uh, we're going to have an assembly for sixth graders. Uh, she's going to be getting awards. She's going to be recognized. She doesn't know anything about this. She doesn't know anything about it. But we want to let you know the time and things of that nature. So we got it 
marked it on the calendar. It's like, yeah, we're going to be there. Victoria doesn't know anything uh, about anything. I guess on her end, all she knows is there's just going to be an assembly for sixth graders at the end of the school year. So needless to say, they get there, and then they start handing out awards. Well, first of all, when she comes in, because I'm there, so she sees me first, and she's like, oh, my gosh. She, tried to, like, she was so surprised because she didn't know that the, the parents, none of the kids knew, unless the parents told them, that they were going to be there. So she's in there. She's like, uh. <laughs> They got a lot of sixth graders at that school, too. So, so she gets there, and then they start doing this thing, and so she, they, they have this award for consumer sciences, which what we know of is like home ec back in the day for, for home ec. But she gets this award for sewing. So it was only two kids, and this, they got like over 300 students in the sixth grade. So it was only two kids, so one little boy was called up, and then they called up Victoria. Now, she sewed something, but she sewed a bag, and I, I was like... Because my wife, she, I was like, babe, pull out your phone. She was kind of like, what? I was like, because Victoria, she's going to get something. I was like, that bag she sold, that's a legit bag. <laughs> like, I like it. It just ain't manly, but I like it. <laughs> so it's a, le- it's a legit bag. And then she pulls it out, and I was like, babe, pull out, do the video, do the video. Don't take a picture. Do the video. <laughs> so... So she comes up, and then she, she grabs it, and, you know, she kind of sees it. And I'm like, hey. And, you know, I, I can't say this. You know, as ethnic people, we have a tendency to want to be loud. That compulsion <laughs> has a tendency. And I can only say that because after being in Africa a few times, I'm like, oh, that's where we get it from. We, it's okay. It's, it's, it's good. So we have a tendency typically to be loud. But, you know, we're sitting there, and it's like, go, VJ. So she gets it, so I'm like, okay, that's cool. Come to find out, she gets another award for being what is represented as a star student. So she gets up again, and I'm like, man, she's done so well in her transition into middle school and in a new area and all that kind of stuff. I'm like, God, you are so good. I'm looking over my wife. She's like, oh, my baby. This is just a proud mom moment. And then our youngest one, Keziah, she was like, it looks like she doesn't have any shoes on. Because <laughs> the shoes she had on. <laughs> Keziah's looking at me like, <laughs> like, yeah, that's a little sister. <laughs> she just shrugs her shoulder like, yeah, whatever. Because <laughs> her shoes kind of match her complexion. She's like, Victoria's barefoot. <laughs> I'm like, no. She, but if you know Keziah, you know that is Keziah. She's just going to tell it straight like it is. That's her prophetic nature. She can't even help it. Already at the age of six, she's learning dominion, and she just, just has to be rightly directed. So that's a good tool for parents, just direct them. So I say all that to say this because Victoria, she has an eye towards fashion and design. And so for that to be publicly acknowledged, I'm in that moment already going to the future of her being interviewed and, I'm, and, and saying, okay, where, where, remember when? Or when did this happen? So pay attention to these victories. Pay attention, excuse me, to this acknowledgement. Pay attention when God opens a door in your life. It doesn't matter what your stage you're in, because guess what? You're still his child. You ain't grown. Not to him. <laughs> That's why he gets us when we, when we get grown. <laughs> but it's the Father's heart that wants to be able to celebrate and get us in the right field for dominion. God so loves you, so loves us. And he doesn't want us to be in frustration. 
come on. He's like, no, let's get out of this. <laughs> it's not his nature. So it's going to be just a level of creativity like never before. You'll even see some of the stuff that you, you, because sometimes you look at your creativity and get frustrated. Be like, ah. I was like, no, keep going. Don't, don't, don't be mad at, at, if that's where you were, that's where you were at that time. Like, man, I'm so much better than this. Good, create. But we're not going to be frustrated, amen? So we're going to be blossoming, blossoming, blossoming in our field. That's what plants do in the right soil. They blossom. You got to be in your right soil. And I'm talking about sooner than later. Because then this is nothing that I learned. With plants, you can always repot them, and then they grow even more. They just, it just keeps living on. I learned that from my mom. It's like, man, that's the same plant that you gave us from years? Like, yeah. I just keep taking care of it and then we keep planting and cut off the dead things and then keep, yeah, and keep put, getting some fresh soil in. I'm like, wow, this plant has been around for years. It's supposed to live on. That's how God designed it. And that same plant produces other plants just like it to be able to share with everyone else now. Woo! That's why you're going to keep producing to be able to share just with other people. I got plants now because of what my mama from her plants that produced plants. That kept producing. Let's stand. That's going to keep on producing. That's going to keep on producing. You're going to keep on producing. <laughs> Somebody to say, I will keep on producing. Wow. Let's just pray in the spirit for a little bit. There was so much that even took place in, in, in worship right now. Let's just pray in the spirit right now. There was so much that took place in worship right now, and that current is still flowing. That current is still flowing right now that even took place. Let's just pray in the spirit for a little bit. Let's just pray in the spirit for a little bit. I just believe there's just, just even just some prophetic proclamations that just need to be released. Yeah, God, that's creative. That's so cool. All right. This is what we're going to do. You keep praying spirit a little bit. It doesn't have to be for everybody. But what I just saw that we're going to flow with, just one uh, just as you pray in the spirit, if God gives you something that you just feel like that you're just going to produce in this season, that you're going to produce in this season, the Lord's like, hey, I want you to release that in the atmosphere. I want you to release that in the air. Something that you've been believing God to be able to do, to be able to produce. Something that you're cultivating. Some, for example, it might be a book. Some, it might be a song. Some, it might be a business. Some, it might be a recipe, some, whatever the case may be. What is it that you're already cultivating? What is it that you're working? And if you're not working something, and I'm charging you right now, get in God's face, like, God, I thank you, Lord, for my function. There shouldn't be anybody not functioning, not as a disciple, not as a child of God. Everybody should be in function. Now, if you're out of order, that's a different, that's a different ministry <laughs> that we need to go through. But everybody has to be functioning. We want to see you function. God wants to see you functioning. 
So what is it that you're cultivating? What is it that you're working on that just, just needs to be released? Because it's already current. The portals are still open. That which was released in heaven, I'm serious, y'all. It's like it's still open. So it could just be a word, just a word that, be, that, that is released and in faith. God takes that and breathes on it, blows on it. Jesus said this. It was simple. He said, I'm about my father's business. Boom. And all that took place. It doesn't have to be profound. It just has to be purposeful. <laughs> what is it that you're working so, For example, I am functioning in the field of communication. I am functioning in ministry. I am functioning as a pastor. Just telling God, he was like, man, you like this, don't you? I was like, yeah, God, I like being a pastor. And then I realized, I was like, man, you know, I don't think I've said that enough out of my mouth. It's like, God, I like this field of ministry. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, God, I like this. He's like, yeah, I just want to hear, I just want to hear you say it more because it does something. So I'm just going to say it. Just as an example, as a pattern, God, I'm functioning as a pastor. Oh, let me be more specific. I am functioning as an apostolic pastor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. That's what it really is. Yeah, that's what it really is. That ain't, that ain't even no lie. That's the... Uh. I am functioning as an apostolic pastor in my field. I'm enjoying this. He ain't calling me to the easy, but I'm trusting him. I know it ain't easy, but it's fun. How are you functioning? Come on up, release it. I'll hold the mic, everybody, but release it. <laughs> but just release it real quick. We got a few people. If you feel led to release it. It's not in the sense that you were saying as far as a book or a business, but I am releasing and what I've been working on and it's consistency, the very thing you've said, is for strongholds in my household to be completely done away with, demolished, and what was so encouraging, and the very things that you were saying, because I kept thinking, my spirit kept saying, if there's a sound, there's a sound, and when you kept, when you brought that out, and I was just, you know, I was praising God, and, and, and then what I heard my husband said, the walls are coming down, the walls are coming down, the walls are coming down, he said it out of his mouth, that creativity, and I said, Lord, as he has said it, so I have been working on this. I have been consistent and I have been diligent for certain strongholds for complete deliverance in our household in order for us to function, that functionality as you had indicated, to be one arm in arm so that we can go be propelled into that destiny and to that prophetic and everything that God has for us, that has to be established in us first. So I just declare. Let me show, what does this do? I'm just even saying like this. Like, so we're just going to say, I am functioning in divine unity. Amen. So you just say that. I am functioning, we are functioning in divine unity. All right, can we just bless God? Can we just bless that right now that you, your whole household, every wall down, every wall down in the name of Jesus. Somebody else release, somebody else release. Come on, there's things that has work right now. 
No, just coming up. Yeah, just, just, yeah, just what? No, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a hold the mic, yeah. Because <laughs> it, it can get dangerous. <laughs> well, can I say one thing? Um, no. <laughs> okay. But anyway, I am releasing being a motivational speaker, a being a person who is there for everyone, whoever need, because I know God will bless it, and I'm releasing that. And then, so that. you say, so you say, I am functioning as a motivational speaker. Speaker, and, and my business going to be released. I believe in God. It's going to happen, and it's going to flourish. Amen. Okay, so, so, so repeat after me. Say, I am functioning. I am functioning. Well, she has to say. <laughs> say, I am functioning. I am functioning. As a motivational speaker. As a motivational speaker. In my business. In my business. Is flourishing is flourishing. Amen. Now let's just bless that right now in Jesus' name. Let's just bless that. Because when you can capsize it in one moment, it's something that just gets lodged in. It don't even got to be long. But if you can capsize it in just like a sentence, it just, it just it does something. So some people call it like a tagline slogan, but it's so much more. So much more. Come on up, Elder Monica. Yeah. I am functioning as a fruitful, supernatural, influential, and profitable business owner. Yes, come on. <laughs> Can we just bless that right now? We bless that. She said it. We're just going to bless that right now. <laughs> In the name of Jesus. We got one more. We got one more. We got one more. Oh, yeah. Come on up, Elder Debbie. Somebody say function, Elder Debbie. <laughs> I'm functioning and releasing the love of God and encouragement to people through writing and songs. Oh, yeah. Oh, and songs, through writing and song. Bless the Lord. Glory to God. Coming up, Elder Die. <laughs> Almost feels like as people come up, how are you functioning? I'm functioning as a... <laughs> I'm functioning as a giver. I love to give. And I'm functioning in that. Amen. Glory to God. That's a great function. Look at the Lord. I was going to call him up. I'm functioning in building my Legos, and I'm getting better at building new things. Ooh, okay, so he's functioning as a builder. He's functioning as a builder. There we go, Ryan. Come on, come on. He's functioning as a master builder. Has he been to Legoland yet? You said, you said you haven't been to Legoland yet? Oh, he needs to go. Okay. So, Father, we just agree right now that Ryan, that, yeah, 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 that Ryan, so just find out how much it costs. And we just, we just agree. I just, I just saw that. So, Legoland. Yeah. Matter of fact, I'll let Pastor Gabe close it out. Can we just bless God just right now? Yeah, there's just a release. There's just a release. Function, function, function in the dominion that God has called you to be in. Amen. <laughs>